opportunity has been given to us again as God's praying people to re-examine our journey, re-examine our work with God. One philosopher said, an unexamined life is not worth living. So there must be a progression with regards to one's journey in life. And as Christians, it's very important that we, from time to time, assess and evaluate our journey with God. The tendency could be that you may still think you are working with God, but you have actually lost your way. Yes. And that's what is called transgression. And so these 40 days are the days that have been consecrated by the Holy Spirit for us. And the Holy Spirit is making a demand of you to judge yourself, to mortify yourself, to examine yourself, and probably reconsecrate yourself to God again. It's a very kairos moment. It's a moment of grace. Now you and I must maximize. Don't allow yourself to trivialize this moment. Take it very seriously. And allow your life to make some sense in God's presence. It's not a time for us to just follow it religiously without allowing ourselves to be caught up in the spirituality of this moment. As I said at the beginning of the Mass, is a time of repentance. Repentance is ongoing. No one comes at the point and says, I don't need repentance again. No. Do you know that when you are not even growing spiritually, you need repentance in that area? Do you know when you are not, you are not that which God desires you to be at this point in time in your journey with God? You need to repent in that dimension equally. So why we know basically that all of us in one way or the other, have compromised and have transgressed and have sinned, we call it no. It's a hard demand for deeper and deeper and deeper repentance. Repentance in character, repentance in our sins, repentance in growth in the spirit. So it's a time of repentance. It's a time to look at yourself and say, Lord, I have, I have not lived up to expectation. The fruit I should bear as a Christian, I know I'm not bearing them. And it's a time to hit your chest and accuse yourself and acknowledge your sins and truly repent of them and say, Lord, time has come for me to bear fruit that will last. You know, Jesus said, I'm divine. You are the branches. Any branch in me that bears no fruit, my father cuts away. But every branch that bears fruit, my father prunes that he may bear even more. And we all know very well but in as much as God has given us salvation, it is not by our merit. In as much as He has given us grace, we don't deserve. At the same time, God expects that He sees the fruit of grace in your life. And so, it's a time for us to truly shut down ourselves from the so much, you know, a life of activism and so much commitment to things that, you know, sometimes doesn't really matter, and go inward again and do some spiritual act of obeisance and go to God and seek for his mercy, seek for his peace.
as I say, is a Kairos moment. It's a dedicated moment. God is saying, okay, there's a bonanza right now for my mercy. And I want those who are ready to lay hold on my mercy to comfort. And that's why the grace of this moment is quite uh, what? Quite much. Like the good thief on the cross. They took advantage of the Kairos moment and said, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I don't deserve to be your own. But please, Lord, remember me in your kingdom. He took advantage of that moment. And the Lord, for the first time, during his passion, he smiled and told, and told the man, today you will be with me in paradise. Without baptism, without any sacrament, the power of salvation was granted him. Number two is a time of sacrifice. The time of sacrifice, where we must sacrifice for the sake of our faith. We must do things heroically for our faith. It's a time that if you say you're a Christian and a Catholic, you must make it become so definite, you know, and then you substantiate it with very practical sacrifice that is heroic. Very, very, very important. And that's why the Lord calls for fasting. You must discipline yourself. You cannot just live a Christian life without discipline. Some think that Christian life is all bed of roses. Everything goes, you know. How can I, how can I let go my legitimate meal? You know, why, why should I let go my legitimate pleasure? And they have all kinds of arguments to back up the reason why they were not disciplined. If you're not disciplined, you can never make any wave in the spirit. So it's a time for sacrifice. It's a time to give... That little money I've kept for yourself for something, give it out to somebody. Okay? It's a time to let go certain things that we have and be a blessing to somebody. Change somebody's story. Let somebody's story be changed through you. And for that to happen, it must be sacrificial. If you're always trying to do things at your own convenience, you'll never grow. You'll never amount to anything. You'll never make waves in the spirit. You'll not be able to partner with the spirits that are concerned without salvation. It's a time that you sit down and ask yourself, which areas of my life I know, am I need, do I need to make sacrifice that will be a blessing to somebody? It's a time you go beyond the status quo. Go beyond the borderlines. Do something extraordinary. Okay? It's a time to take a leap of faith and say, let me just go and do this. It's a time to be stupid and foolish. Because if you want to be reasonable, you will not walk in the path of sacrifice. Because there's always a reason why that sacrifice must not be made. If Abraham was reasonable, will he go and sacrifice his son? If Abraham was reasonable, would he have hidden it from his wife? If Abraham was reasonable, would he have been able to attain the name he has today as the father of faith? Because he was a man of sacrifice. When the demand was made of him, he did not let go. He did, I mean, he did not let, he did not hold on to whatever God was demanding from him. He understood that the language of the Spirit is not the words you say, but the sacrifice that you make. And then lastly, is a time of consecration. It's a time of reconsecrating yourself and define a boundary that governs your life as a Christian. Job said in Job chapter 29, I think verse 3, he said, Oh Lord, I have made a covenant to my eyes, lest I look at a virgin, as rich as it was, 
when we did the calculation of how much was his worth then it was about 12 point something billion dollars you can imagine at that time job was such a rich man but he made a consecration and the consecration he made was that he will never look lawfully to another woman except his own wife at that level and so it's a time that god is calling us which part of your body has been raised as an altar of sacrifice and consecration it's a time that you have to reconsecrate the entire body and you know the areas that the devil is investing so much that becomes a weakness i used to tell people that part of your weakness actually is your strength in the spirit that aspect of your life where you feel you're too weak to engage is actually your strength in the spirit the devil is not a fool he will always invest in your strength because he knows that the day you allow that your strength to come up he won't be able to resist you so he now plays on you manipulates you ways on that area until you are convinced and you accept this is my weakness you see so it is a time for us now to pick up those areas for our weakness and consecrate them to God and make them the altar of our strength. For all this to happen, Jesus has given us a pathway. He said we must what? Give arms. And how it must be done. It will be different from social works. but be different from the way the world goes about their own uh, act of giving. Like today, somebody wants to help somebody. It must be on social media. Some will tell you it's because you want to teach others to be good. Who told you? People, if you want to be good, they'll be good. Okay? It's a time for us to give arms. Give arms. Look for people who are victims of the societal structures. Look for people who are victims of bad government and see what you can do to help them. No matter how small it is, it's an act of identifying with the poor. Okay? He said, when you fast, so it's a time for us to fast. Real fast, not fasting from television. He didn't say fasting from television. Not fasting from your handset. He said not fasting from uh, AC. Uh -uh. He's fasting from food. Food. Call down your food. Call down your food. Eh? Reduce it drastically. You will not die. It does not kill. Eh? Even doctors now encourage us to do intermittent word fast. Call down your food. If you go one meal a day, you will not die. It will not kill you. Father, it's very, very discomforting. That is the sweetness of it. That's the ingredients of the, of the reality. Yes, when you call down your meal and you feel those things, those discomfort, your hunger will come. Yes, that means that your altar is on fire. If you don't feel it, then you're not doing anything. The Bible says after Jesus fasted and prayed, he was hungry. You must be hungry. It will not kill you. Hey, my organs will shut down. Who told you? The others will not shut down. Cut down your meal. These 40 days. Don't say only for Ash Wednesday. And some will say only Ash, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. And other days you continue. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. If you are doing that, you are desecrating this Kairos moment. This moment of grace. Spread it out throughout the 40 days. You can say, okay, no breakfast till 12. You will not die. Oh, if I go to work, I'll be weak. Be weak. You are doing for God, right? Uh huh. Okay. If you want to take it up to three o'clock, you, you can do that and take a bottle of water, no problem. But cut down the, the meal. Cut down the meal. 
Learn to do it. Oh, after one week, I'm tired. Oh, I'm fainting. Faint. Let us know that you are fainting. Faint. Do something and shake up your system. Break the status quo. Break the habits you have built over the years that have consumed nuisance to your spiritual altar. Certain things can never leave you until you learn to fast. A few days ago, Jesus was teaching disciples. They were asking him, why were we not able to change the situation of this man who was bound by evil forces? He said, this kind, this kind can only go by prayer and fasting. So there's something fasting and prayer does to you that gives you enablement to be able to move things in the spirit. You've been praying about certain things and it's not happening. Engage prayer and fasting. The more you feel that your body's breathing is, is getting weak and you've been torn apart because you have deprived yourself of the things that enter here. Child of God, you are growing spiritually. Don't be blinded. It's a time to cut down on our you know, appetite, the things we like so much. Hey, if there's no meat in the field, in the food, you start screaming. Come on. Are you a baby? Are you, are you living for food? Yes. God down all those things. And allow yourself to feel something. Feel something these 40 days. Feel something. Just feel some discomfort. Create some discomfort. So the comfort can come to you in the spirit. It's a shake-up. It's a shake-up. I'm emphasizing this because this is an area the devil has tied so many Christians dying. They can't let go. You'll be eating for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. What have you gained from that? I don't give you a certificate for being a professional eater. No, I can't, I can't do this. No, you can't. You can't. Receive grace to fast this moment in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I said receive grace to fast this moment in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And may you also receive grace that when you see puff, you can take your eyes. Eh? So I say, hey, I can't miss this one. I don't mind so much. Uh, miss the puff puff. You know, miss the beer. Eh? Miss the wobby. Father, I just visited a friend, though. I was fast, you know. I didn't ask him. He just brought it. And I fell. Don't fall. Don't fall, okay? Consecrate these 40 days. Let this each day, let there be an incense that comes out of you in the course of these 40 days. Take you very, very seriously, okay? And the last one is what? Prayer. Prayer. Not just family prayer. In the morning, you 30 minutes prayer. You say the word of God. In the morning mass, after that, no. Take out at least 30 minutes. At least 30 minutes personally with the Lord. These 40 days. Create it. Don't allow each day to pass without you giving him that at least 30 days. Himself was saying at least one hour. Uh, let us maybe cut it down. But he said, can't you at least pray with me for one hour? At least one hour. We are so busy throughout the day. We are so active throughout the day that even one hour we can't give. No. Muslims pray five times a day. Are you aware? Is it five times or seven times? And they are so meticulous about it. I tell you. One day I went to work on my car, and the guy who was working on my car was a Muslim. He has a lot of Muslim boys who were with him. I was there. All of a sudden, mm, they have gone. They will leave your job. One, I was there for almost six hours. I watched them pray almost four times. They will leave a guy and wash your hand, wash your leg, and go there. Five minutes, they come back again. They continue. Before you know, they I don't know how they know the time. They are, the thing has become part of them. Five times they were praying. You, ordinary morning mass is a problem for you. Only Sunday you come. It is a curse. Only Sunday you go to church. Only so in a whole 30 days in a month, only four times. 
He's a guest. And you claim that you are powerful. You claim you are a Christian. You're not a Christian. Jesus had to even let go his sleep to pray. Always. The Bible says he prayed all night. Third watch of the night, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., he will wake up to pray. Not, not, church, not go to church to pray. It was a daily thing. Go and dust your altar of prayer. Pick up your rosary and learn to kneel down before God. Learn to call upon the name of the Lord. You were actually created to be a prayer person. Everything in your life must be governed by prayer. Break the deception of every time you are relaxed and sleeping and getting distracted until the thunder strikes. Wake up. Take advantage of the Kairos moment. There's a special grace God is giving at this time that will help us, you know, revamp us out of darkness and bring us to where we can be to bear the fruitful crystal life. And I pray that as the Lord has sensitized us this morning through his word, we will receive the grace and be a blessing to ourselves, first of all, and to people around us by the fruit we are going to bear in the course of these days. May God bless his words in our hearts through Christ our Lord. Amen.